here we are at the University of Nottingham at the Sutton Bonington campus in a in very rural location. I'm here with Professor Greg Tucker and could you just outline what causes a, a fruit to ripen? classic example of that is the tomato. It goes from green to red. And so what you're getting is pigment synthesis. So you're getting a colour change. You get a colour change because the tomato now decides to make some lycopene and that involves production of new genes in order to synthesise the enzymes to make the pigment. And why would it bother making a pigment? The tomato wants to get eaten so that its seeds can get distributed around the planet. So it's a physical attractant, it's signalling to the dispersing organism um, that it's ripe, okay. it's ready to eat. The less tangible attributes, things like flavour and aroma of the fruit, are due to induction of other biochemical pathways to make the fruit more attractive as a, a, a food source. The one I was particularly interested in was softening, uh, because that's what dictates the shelf life of the fruit. It's something that isn't immediately obvious. We're still not sure what controls the fruit softening. So presumably that means there's lots of different things going on, presumably lots of different genes being expressed, lots of different proteins being produced. Is that what you decide to use as sort of GM technology to, yeah. try and, to try and answer? Yeah, that's exactly the case. If you think of plant tissue, it's made up of cells, and the cells are surrounded by a plant cell wall which is a rigid structure. It's like the, the plant's equivalent of a skeleton. It's what gives the cells their strength. So what happens in a fruit when it softens is, is that lot is slowly, I'll use the term degraded, but it, it's a controlled decomposition, if you like, turning a rock-hard green tomato into a fairly soft, pliable red tomato. Now, the cell wall is a horrendously complicated structure. It's got made up of nine different sugars. It's got a myriad of linkages between those sugars. Sometimes you've got protein in there. Sometimes you've got lignin in there, which is a phenolic structure. So when the fruit starts to ripen, there's this huge battery of enzymes that are made. And the challenge I saw as a biochemist was trying to work out the role of each individual enzyme, which is very difficult. Your substrate is this huge complex lump of concrete. Uh, and a substrate is something that the enzyme substrate works on, isn't it? To, yeah. To, to, break it, to help to break, break it down. down. So GM provided the really a, a godsend method to work this out because we used a technique which is called antisense, which is basically a genetic modification which instead of introducing a new gene is designed to remove the activity of one that's already there. So the approach we took was identify the genes that are being switched on in ripening. What, what are they making? So we had this battery of a dozen enzymes, all of which had the capacity to affect the cell wall, but we had no idea how they would work, what they would do. So what we did was we, we removed each of them in turn using genetic engineering, this antisense technology, and then look at the cell wall and see what had happened to it. Uh, and we knew what the changes were that we were looking at. Some of these complex polymers in the wall were getting smaller. So we wanted to know which enzymes do that. So you knock out an enzyme and all of a sudden this polymer no longer gets smaller, it stays large and you think, ah, 
that enzyme is doing that process. And you can gradually build up a picture of how the enzymes are interacting to slowly degrade this cell wall. Most of the time, we've had very few failures in this technology. The enzyme you originally targeted, suddenly it's not there anymore. The plant's not making it. And so now you've got the biochemist's dream. You have your control, which is the normal tomato, which is making the whole cocktail of enzymes. And then this antisense tomato, which is missing just one. Is one enzyme far more important or effective than, than, than another? That was our original hypothesis. As I said earlier, that the cell wall is a complex structure. And now we know the results of all our experiments. It, it would have been probably better to have made the assumption that given a complex target, you are going to need lots of enzymes acting together yeah, yeah. to break it down. But we thought, no, there's a magic bullet. There will be one enzyme that is the key to the softening. So we went through the experiments. We, we've identified the enzyme we thought was responsible. We reduced its activity. We prevented the action and the fruits went soft. It was at that point we thought, yes, we're being quite naive here. Uh, it's going to be a mixture. But it kept us in work for a few more years. <laughs>